It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to An Empowered Woman Take 5. This is Desiree Dubois, founder of An Empowered Woman, which is a global membership-based networking community and resource center for women professionals and entrepreneurs. We support women that are starting, fixing, and building their businesses through our web radio shows, TV shows, mastermind meetings, seminars, and awesome live events. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with V. Lynn Hawkins, who is the founder of Biz Info Zone and a, quite a few other different projects specifically designed to support women professionals and entrepreneurs. Good afternoon, Lynn. How are you feeling today? Hi, Desiree. I am Fantastic, thank you. Thanks for having you're, me on the show today. You're so welcomed. And do you feel empowered? I do. I truly do. <laughs> I love an empowered woman and being an empowered woman. Well, I know that you are because you've got an array of different projects and programs specifically to empower women and professionals in business. So tell us about it. Well, Desiree, one of the things that I learned in evolving into where my heart is in alignment with the work that I choose to do um, is really around supporting women entrepreneurs. I've been in the space and I've seen the results of women who've struggled through business and I'm so behind what it is that you do. And I look to giving that support through two things that I do. One is the Biz Info Zone show that you talked about. It's actually a zone, a space, where we do a web TV show and we support the web TV show by providing um, information in our newsletter and just communicating to savvy women social entrepreneurs who are ready to earn more money in their business so that they can do more good in the world. And then that just led me to founding the P3 Academy of Social Entrepreneurship. And the P3 is around purpose and planning to prosperity. You know, you can't define the purpose for which you were, you are at now because I, I believe that purpose is also something that emerges in us. And so we hope to make sure that you define your purpose and clarify your message and um, your business and your life will be reflective of that, but only if you've got the right planning involved. So we help you create your vision and plan your strategy and, and then really hold you accountable to implementing it and bringing the, your value to the world. And then in bringing your value to the world, you're bringing more value back to you in the exchange of money. And because of that, you have more money to do more good in the world. And, you know, even there, we don't start with your having, you know, tremendous amounts of money in order to start doing more good in the world. We actually introduce you to opportunities that not only allow you to start doing more good now if you aren't already, it also allows you to get more exposure in and to your business. So the P3 Academy has come out of my 
35-year career in commercial real estate and seeing the stage and stages and states of small business as a commercial real estate lender. And then also my mom was um, in the grants world. My mom was a minister, and she actually found her calling by being in the social enterprise space and started writing grants for a nonprofit that she originated back in the day. (laughs) And uh, it just so happened that I was helping her do that. So at age 17, I was writing grants for her program and watching her get funding on a local, state, and federal level to support the program for the elderly that she had devised. So I'm just truly blessed to be able to stand in the space right now to say that I am about individual and business empowerment, and I do that through the work that I do. Wow, well, that's a great foundation from which to work from, for sure. And um, so that's what inspired you to get into this space, was just what you've seen and what you've heard and what you experienced? Absolutely. I think experience is one of the best teachers, and I had 30 years in commercial real estate, and our customers, my customers were small business owners. So I got to see them in their heyday when real estate was doing great, and I got to see them when things tightened up even to watch some of my clients lose their businesses and lose their real estate. And... um, you know, being able to take a step back to look at that really was what helped to inspire me that when I started my new business, I really wanted to focus on women entrepreneurs. You know, the SBA gives statistics of the success and failure of small business, and they've categorized it a little bit farther into women-owned businesses. And while there are a lot of things out there that the government would have you believe that they support for women-owned businesses, um, the statistics are the proof of who's supporting women businesses. And it is that one out of five women businesses will fail within the first three years of existence. And my mission, my business mission, my personal mission is to help to change those statistics. And I know I'm one person doing something towards a mighty goal. However, when others know about this and are able to participate in the work that I'm doing, because I consider myself a connector and a collaborator as well, then we're all contributing to the greater success of women-owned businesses. You're absolutely right, and it goes back to it takes a community, not just for raising a child, but for raising a woman and raising a woman in her business. So you're absolutely yes. right. So what type of programs do you offer? I know you kind of went over but specifically um, give us a little bit more detail, and that way who is it designed for and how they should respond to that. Well, I think the best way to answer that is to actually define uh, what social entrepreneur is and what a social enterprise is. And it's something that many of us look at first as being a nonprofit organization. And that's not true. In order to be a social enterprise or a social entrepreneur, it merely means that you've identified a social cause that you can connect into and help to cause change to improve. A social entrepreneur often describes someone who starts a nonprofit. However, 
the new associations around social entrepreneurship refer to a social enterprise as being business owners who integrate social responsibility into their business operations, meaning even if you are earning income in your business and you take, um, you know, $100 a month to contribute to a cause, you know, whether it's a, a woman's shelter or, you know, feeding children or whatever it might be, but you've got that as a budget item in your budget, that's something that you look to contribute to monthly, and that's a small amount. You know, there are a lot of social entrepreneurs who avidly state that they give 10% of their uh, net revenue to organizations who can benefit from receiving these funds, and something that's a cause that's dear to their heart, all fighting Alzheimer's or, you know, cancer research, all of these things. Um you know, my mission is to help redefine the meaning of social entrepreneurships for the for-profit business and help them in that redefinition expand their business opportunities because, you know, I mentioned the money thing, putting aside $100 a month and give. So maybe it means that instead of doing that, you have a contribution bucket that you designate you know, a certain dollar amount goes into and once a quarter because it's maybe a substantial amount, $1,000, $5,000, or maybe even after a year, and you give that money to some organization that can do good with it out in the world. Maybe it means that you align with a nonprofit organization because that's something that pulls your heart and you put them on your website and say, my company supports this organization. Find out more information about this organization by clicking this button and they can go in and they are now drawn to you because of your association with this cause that they would not have thought about before. And, and you know, I have seen people who have said, well, I used to do business with such and such and did business with them for years. And then I found someone who was um, adamant about supporting this organization that was a main contributor to my mom's survival or, you know, whatever it is, something that I also believe in. And now I take my business to them, um, whether, you know, price point does not become an issue when you're talking about social responsibility. Price point becomes less of an issue when you're talking about social responsibility because there's so many of us who want to make a difference, yet we don't know how or we think that we're too small or, you know, it just doesn't matter. It matters. And this is a conversation that I am so grateful to have to help to increase knowledge around the social enterprise, the benefits of being a social enterprise, and what it really means to be a social entrepreneur and a savvy social entrepreneur at that. The Biz Info Zone shows that I was talking about that I've had the great pleasure of interviewing you in, our audience actually is savvy social entrepreneurs and not just women. These are individuals who want to learn about um, how they can improve business and 
we do a few things as part of the Biz Info Zone shows. And I'm just, you know, the whole P3, Purpose and Planning to Prosperity, the first two Ps are key to getting into the or on the road to prosperity. But there are some things that you have to do even after the planning that actually take you and move you forward. And those are the things that we focus on in the academy. We actually have five pillars of business mastery. Um, from mindset and strategy to money and finance, you know, and a lot of our story impacts both of these areas. Marketing and sales, how does branding help me and how can I brand myself so that I get the most that's attracted to my business? People don't realize health and wellness is one of our key pillars of business mastery. And people don't realize that you know, health and wellness are something that's key. I call it the circle of life and the soul of business. And then, of course, there's operations. And we actually, in this 12-month opportunity, will walk business owners through how they can build their business, focus on these areas, and build it to a place of really having that CEO hat on and being able to effectively manage teams and bring in the resources that they need to fulfill their mission and their vision. Wow, that's quite, quite, quite an undertaking, but you seem to believe in it, you seem to have been living it, and be implementing it and sharing it so beautifully. It's empowering. It really is. The, the one, question, one question that came up, does it, you have to be a nonprofit to be considered... A, a social monster work. Can it be a for-profit company as well? I just wanted that clarification. Ah, that's a great question. And, no, you do not have to be a nonprofit organization. And one of the things that we touch on in the academy is really educating around grants for small business. It used to be that a small business had to be a nonprofit organization in order to receive grant money. That is not the case. Um, that is no longer the case. Um, and there are a number of things that are involved in that, and one of them is associating with a nonprofit organization that you support and that supports you who can act as what we call your fiscal sponsor. And in that role, they actually play the part of receiving grant funds for you They take a small percentage to pay for their cost to do the accounting around the money receipt, and then they pass through the balance of the money to you. It actually allows the nonprofit organization to take in a little extra income. You know, we often talk about multiple streams of income. There are a lot of nonprofit organizations who would benefit from just having that small amount of additional income because they not only have someone supporting them that they may get additional donations because of, but they also can provide a service supporting a small business owner that can bring them, you know, Nominal, but good amounts of financial support as well. So, no, you do not have to be a for-profit business in order to move in the space of being eligible, qualified, and apply for grant money. Great. That's or good be- to know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I was so are- say- 
<laughs> Go for or it. Or be a social enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in closing, this is um, we only have a few minutes. We have so much information to share. We have a few minutes left. What would you say that um, those who want to come and participate in your program that they would actually get from participating, and how should they apply for that? Oh, my gosh. Members actually get enrolled in our Diamond program, and it's a one-year business development, mentoring, and mastermind program. And we provide enrolled members with the tools, the teachers, the resources, the opportunities, the training, the community, and the support to easily and effectively grow strong, sustainable businesses. Um, you know, the courses and workshops, the presenters that we bring in, you know, I wish I could say that I knew everything, but I, too, am learning. And, you know, I'm like Napoleon Hill and Henry Ford. I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. I do want to be surrounded by really, really smart people, um, and I utilize them. I tap into that. I leverage those relationships and their knowledge and I provide the same reciprocal to them. So it's really something that has a lot of major benefits. You can find out more by um, going to the, it's p3academy.com, and you'll find my contact information. You can send me an email at lynn at p3academy.com. That's lynn at p3academy.com. And uh, there's even some downloadable stuff on the um, the webpage. And please feel free, reach out, join the Business Zone newsletter tribe and get information that's going to help you to not just build your business but hear stories about the successes of social entrepreneurs that we're working with. Thank you. And so, Lynn, in closing, what empowering thought would you like to leave our listeners with today? <sighs> that is so, you know, I have so much to say. But I, honestly, I would say create your vision and plan your strategy then implement it. Hold yourself accountable. Get into a community that can help hold you accountable and bring your good, valuable work to the world. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to thank our listeners for sharing this time with us. Um, this, you've been listening to Take 5 with an Empowered Woman. To find out more, um, visit and empoweredwoman.com, and that's A-N-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D w o m a n dot com or feel free to give us a call at eight one eight eight six five eight five six three again thank you Lynn for joining us today and until we meet again stay empowered thank you Desiree thank you Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office More than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell Well there you have it, you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com Play for free right now Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply, see website for details